0: Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life, want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with James Mulvaney. He is the founder of Radio.co, Podcast.co, and Matchmaker.fm. His team is doing interesting things in the online media, broadcasting, and content spaces. One of these is a complete radio station management tool. His team made a complete solution for broadcasters, including playout, streaming, and analytics all-in-one easy-to-use cloud-based package. Notable clients include music brands like Primavera Festival, Vice Magazine, Cafe Del Mar and Cafe Mambo in Ibiza, numerous educational institutions, and not-for-profits including one Ocean and UNICEF. Let's get into some technical stuff with James. Hey James. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. How are you doing today?
1: Great. Thanks uh, very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: James, it was really cool connecting with you in the green room. And we initially met on matchmaker.fm. Now, you might be wondering, wait, why do you need a matchmaker to talk to somebody? It's not like match.com. And what's funny is that uh, I was looking through some of the messages on my phone and it said Matchmaker. And my wife's like, what are you doing on a Matchmaker site? (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about Matchmaker.fm. You know, how did it get started?
1: Yeah, so Matchmaker.fm is, we bill it like Tinder, but for podcasters. So um, it's a networking site. You can connect with people who are looking to get booked on shows if you're a podcaster, or if you're you know, an expert in a certain field or you're looking to grow your personal brand or maybe you're an entrepreneur and you've just launched a new product, you know, getting booked onto other people's podcasts is a really good way of, um, you know, building awareness and also having some really interesting conversations, I think, too.
0: Absolutely. So where did the concept for Matchmaker come from? Uh, We we had talked a little bit about in the green room that you have two companies, podcast.co and radio.co.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah. So radio.co we launched in 2015, uh, which is a live streaming platform for radio stations. Um, more recently, we we launched podcast.co uh, uh, last year. And um, when we were in the kind of the, the, the gear up to the launch, we were looking at different ways to market the service. Uh, you know, podcast.co is a platform to make it easy to start a podcast. So we were looking at the sort of podcasting space. And one of the things we noticed is around 60% of podcasts are based on having guests uh, or interviewing people. And, you know, it seemed like a good idea, a good funnel for us to sort of attract people because a lot of people who are looking to be guests on podcasts then end up starting their own podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, So to start off with, rather than spending time writing any code, we literally created two sort of landing pages on the podcast.co site. One was aimed at podcasters. So it's like, if you've got a podcast and you're looking for great guests, please fill out this form. Tell us a little bit about your podcast, what sort of guests you're looking for. And the other page was aimed at guests you know uh, so if you're an entrepreneur or a public speaker or uh you know you're an author or you're looking to kind of get featured on podcasts for whatever reason you know tell us about your areas of expertise and what you've got to offer and you know we just had two google forms you know so probably the exercise probably took us you know like half a day just to kind mm-hmm. of structure these forms and what we would notice very quickly is number one we were getting lots of responses number two the responses were really quite detailed, so people were actually spending time filling out effectively like a profile yeah. of themselves just on this form. And that then, you know, we didn't really have any way of connecting these two people, but kind of this was just basically uh, just to validate the idea, so we could say, "What well, we've got, you know, 100 people on this one list and 100 other people on this other list. Now we just need some way to to actually connect the two together." So we sat down with our um, designer. And we kind of just explained the process. And we said, look, we kind of want to create like almost like a Tinder style thing for podcasters. Mm -hmm. Um, In the original designs, we even had like a swipe left, swipe right style (laughs) interface just for fun. Because we thought it would be uh, like a good marketing thing. We didn't end up actually building that. But what we did do is create a product which uh, basically allows people to connect very easily with guests. And um, so far, the results have been great. We launched the product in February 2020. So February this year. So it's only been live really for three or four months. We've already got over three and a half thousand users on there. So
0: three and a half thousands in about what like would three you months. say Four, three months?
1: Yeah. Like nice. March, April, May, basically. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's, that's really powerful. And uh, I've been on another network called spot a guest for about a year and a half. And they recently uh, launched a community using mighty networks. And I think they're around 3000 also. Yeah, um, And then in, initially it started out as an email list. So you would go fill out a form and then you would get an email from every week. These are the people looking to be guests on podcasts. So that was pretty neat. And I actually got some guests through through that network and, and you know, build my network and uh, guest list through that as well. So Matchmaker has been really good so far. I've got one, two, three about eight people, eight guests wow. on my podcast through that. Great. So it is working.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really great. And it's, for me as an entrepreneur, I find that massively rewarding because people are coming to us and saying, you know, I've signed up and within 24 hours, I've got booked on a podcast. I can't believe this. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know so it, for, it works from both sides, of the, both sides of the kind of fence because someone who's looking to be a guest, you know, they can easily get in touch with, you know, a dozen podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, I'm, um, you know, what, hence one of the reasons we're talking, I'm actually embarking on a challenge myself. I've set myself a challenge of getting booked on 30 podcasts in 30 days on Matchmaker. Uh, I've got a few days left now. This is number 22, I think, or number 23.
0: Nice. That is that is a, a an excellent way to market your service, your podcast, and whatever is you're running. Uh, in fact, uh, one of my friends, that that had a guest on my podcast, Uh, his name's, um, what's his name? Jordan. Uh, So Jordan went on a 90 day challenge where for 90 days, he was like, what is going to do 90 podcast episodes to promote his cloud nine, you know, uh, authentic living. And I think he also had a book coming out around the same time. Oh, cool. So podcast is a an amazing way to, you know, get out there. Plus, it's it's growing so fast. I mean, we just just three, four years ago, we only had two hundred to three hundred thousand podcasts. Yeah. And just in twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen, we had six hundred thousand brand new podcasts. And now you, you mentioned earlier in the green yeah. room that they've passed the million mark
1: they past passed, yeah, both Spotify and Apple have announced they have a million. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's an exciting place to be. But if you think about a million podcasts compared to the number of YouTube channels, say, it's a very small number. So I still think there's a lot of opportunity. A lot of people come to me and say, oh, is it too late to start podcasting? There's already too many out there. But actually, when you think about it like that, it's still quite a small number.
0: Absolutely. And everybody has their own voice. So if they do want to start a podcast... Please do, because there's only one of you, and that's what I, I tell everybody. yeah, that there's only one of you. just go out and create your podcast, you know, fulfill your passion, whatever mm-hmm. your podcast is going to be about, just go out there and create it because just like back in the '90s when there were people creating websites and blog posts and in 2000s, the blogs just blew up with blogs with um, what was that blogger? Uh, because people were just creating blogs just to create content and, and build up what their thought, thought process was. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean,
1: mm-hmm. and as well, I think um, there's different reasons people go into podcasting. Obviously, we work with a lot of brands and corporate clients who are doing it as a way to sort of you know increase leads into their business or uh, build better relationships with their customers. But then also, there's lots of people who just do podcasting as a hobby, really, just for fun. And I think there's there's no, there's no harm in doing that if you're just going into it just to have some interesting conversations and meet some new people and, you know, uh, provide some kind of entertainment or education for your audience. I think that's great.
0: Absolutely. In fact, I started this podcast, Hacks and Hobbies, as yeah. a hobby. Exactly. And it's been, it's been uh, an amazing journey so far. In Season 3, you know, we've got to talk to some amazing folks like yourself and what's really interesting is that the concentration of how you build a podcast and what it really takes to get started and there's a ton of different ways and i think your you one of your sites podcast.co mm. you said so, so that started last year correct
1: yeah we launched podcast.co probably in 2018 okay um, before we had anything to sell, we launched it as really like a kind of just to get the marketing going and get some mm-hmm. content out there as to, so we could start building the brand. So we launched, yes. as I say, initially, there was nothing to sell. It was really just a, an information resource for podcasters. And we've obviously now launched the platform on top of that. Nice. That is, that is awesome. So tell, uh, tell me a
0: little bit about yourself, James Mulvaney. Where do you come from? Where do you hail from? How did you get? And started in this space
1: yeah absolutely so my story began when i was like 16 years old i was looking to go into radio as a dj as a presenter and i wanted to you know be behind the microphone uh, always loved doing that you know started going and getting some experience in radio stations had a few little shows online and stuff and i was always fascinated by the idea that you know i could start a show and sort of broadcast to my friends and how that process worked, you know, how do you stream audio online? And this was back in like 2002, 2003, 2004, when I was sort of finishing high school. Yeah. And yeah, I, I kind of then also was like, intro, had an interest in building websites and I was teaching myself to code PHP. Um, so I kind of ended up putting the two together. I worked with, um, I went off to university and, and started a business called Wave Streaming, which was uh based on the Shoutcast platform, which I know we were just talking about before, yeah. owned by AOL, part of Winamp, kind of legacy software from the nineties. Uh, but they hadn't really done much with it. So I I was started building like tools and features that kind of bolted onto Shoutcast. And we started doing well as a business. You know, I kind of finished university and I was in a fortunate position. I didn't have to go and get a job working for someone because the business was generating revenue so I could just continue growing it. Yeah. Um Back then, I really wore lots of hats. I was writing the code, I was cu- talking to customers, I was doing sales, I was designing the website. Uh, but I was probably kind of a bit of a jack of all trades and master of none. So I, I then started hiring staff who kind of knew better than I did, and, and, uh, and started growing it from a from a business that was, you know, like a side project for me to actually something that was quite successful. Um, we then actually formed a partnership with AOL to promote Shoutcast and worked with them for a number of years. Uh, in doing so. Uh, that deal came to an end when they sold that part of their business to, to another company who didn't want to work with us. So yeah. that was fine. So that was the kind of reset button at that point. I thought, right, what's next? And that's really where the idea for Radio.co came about. Nice.
0: So Radio.co has over about 4,000 channels around the world, correct?
1: Yeah. So I think we're probably pushing close to 5,000 now, but um, we nice. have a lot of customers broadcasting from all you know, countries, you know, at every corner of the globe. So we've got lots of customers in the USA, but we've got customers in India, Africa, mm-hmm. obviously all throughout Europe, uh, yeah. and, and a complete range of types of customers. It's a really exciting business to run. So how, um, how
0: does somebody launch a radio station? And how would it? How do you differentiate that with, you know, from podcasting?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I think podcast is um, almost like an evolution of radio in a sense. But the difference really between radio and podcast is a podcast is something that you download you can listen to it from the beginning to the end and radio you tune in and you listen to what's happening right now they're obviously very similar mediums I -hmm. think interestingly since lockdown happened we've seen a big hike in radio listening across all of our clients stations we've seen probably 50% extra traffic at peak times because people like that kind of human connection I think the the knowledge that it's live and the knowledge that, you know, what someone is saying is happening there and then is, is kind of what gives people that human connection. I think yeah, podcasts are great too, but um, you know, it, I, I still think the thing with audio in general across both platforms is you know, it's a personal form of communication. Yeah. It feels like you're there with that person. Um and it's when you're watching stuff on TV or video, it's a bit more like you're you're looking into them rather than sort of being there with them. I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of the difference between audio and video.
0: No, you make a great point there. And I was actually going to ask, you know, what type of uh, numbers have you seen now that we're in lockdown and everybody's live streaming and Zooming? And, you know, have you seen more customers jump in to create starter radio station even?
1: Yeah, we've seen um, drastic increase in signups uh, started happening in, February March time, mm-hmm. um, it's leveled out a little bit now. But yeah, February, March and April were really like hot months. We had a lot of new customers signing up. Nice, and uh, we actually we actually had to hire uh, some more customer success reps to, um, you know, to sort of help help onboard all these new customers, which was which was great as well.
0: Yeah. Now you know you made a really good point. How a podcast is almost like a radio you can take into your pocket. Yeah, and you can download it, listen to it from the. Start to beginning. And if you compare it podcasts, it's almost like a YouTube video that you can download and watch from you know beginning to end. It's almost like video on demand. But what's what's making a comeback with this with COVID situation is that live shows on Facebook and YouTube have picked up a lot of steam. In yeah. fact, the capture cards and cameras that are on sale right now or unavailable to you know, back ordered by the masses is so huge. It's insane.
1: Mm. It's interesting. Yeah.
0: So what's interesting is radio evolved into a podcast. and Now video is evolving into a live TV show that people can run from the from their homes yeah it's it's a really interesting contrast like okay people want to be connected live with somebody who's creating content so then they can also interact they can comment and uh what's funny is that linkedin live video just launched almost a almost a year ago and it's been getting a lot of ticks and people are just you know in the comments and connecting with the people that are talking on video Mm. so how so with the radio i'm I'm guessing it's a similar thing. They're, they're listening in and they probably have a way to call in as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, we have a talk feature so you can have guests on your show as part of our platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, people are using it. You know, it's, it's one of these things, it's a great project to, to do at the moment. You know, you yeah. can devote a lot of time to create great content, uh, playlisting different songs and, and all this kind of thing. So I think people are really kind of engaged with the Medium at the moment.
0: Absolutely, they just want they they just need something to do because you, there's so much uh, pre-recorded shows that you can watch. You want more spontaneity, spontaneity, and and uh, yeah, you know more uncertainty, you know, so yeah. to say.
1: I mean, I think also you know the the way the internet's changed. Like, if this lockdown happened ten years ago, it would be totally different to oh to, to now. You know, I think uh, it's 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 good. I think the fact that these kind of communication tools zoom and uh yeah, radio podcasting uh and video chat and all these live streaming functionalities are available yeah. on like a wide range of platforms just make the whole thing really accessible to everyone it has it's and it's it's
0: almost almost like a blessing to you know you're you're connected to the internet you're connect, You're you're getting all the data that's that's going on all around the world but then you're yeah. also you know connecting with your loved ones you're you're doing all sorts of silly things and now it's normal and okay for a child to walk into a
1: zoom call yeah 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 absolutely yeah
0: so james tell me what can uh you know how what is it that we're trying to what what's my question supposed? i'm trying to (laughs) formulate a question Like, what can somebody take away from this episode of our podcast? You know, what can you teach my audience, um, either in the podcasting space or the radio space? What's what's the takeaway that you would like people to take?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I'll I'll speak about podcasting because it's more, I think it's got a wider appeal, like generally to to a lot of people. Um, Two things. So firstly, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, but maybe you're not sure if you want to jump in straight away. If you sign up to Matchmaker as a guest, and you know get some experience appearing on other people's podcasts, it's a great way to kind of test the water, see how you kind of act, see you know test your responsiveness to people's questions, Um, and I think you know being a guest on someone else's podcast is a great way to go if you're not really ready to take the plunge into starting your own podcast just yet. Um, Also, the benefits I mentioned before, think about how how many audiences you can potentially expose yourself to who otherwise would know about you. So, so that's, that's the first thing. Secondly, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, um, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about starting a podcast, the you know, the best thing to do is actually just start. There's too many people that come to us and they're like, yeah, I'm going to start a podcast. It's like, okay, two weeks later. Have you, have, you, have you done anything yet? No, I'm still thinking about it. Actually, just starting is is the first step that you need to do. It doesn't matter if the first episode or your first season is not perfect. There's always time to reiterate, and you're going to be continually improving and continually making yourself better, and you know becoming a better interviewer as well. Um, if, Especially if, if your podcast is going to be based on hosting guests, you know. Uh, so, so I think those kind of the, the sort of key takeaways here. You know, if you, if you want to kind of get experience, be a guest first, and then secondly you know, just start, don't worry about it too much. Don't worry about the technical side of things because it's not actually that complicated. You just need to, to get your first episode out there and start getting some traction.
0: Absolutely, you're you're so right. You know, the first step into starting anything is to yes. just get started. Don't worry yep. about what's available. And yeah. we live in a world where we technology is in our hands, Power, more powerful than supercomputers you know back in the days in fact my first episode or my first season was entirely recorded on my iPhone and my iPad while I was driving back and forth from and to work
1: <laughs> wow okay
0: right so my first episode was uh, and I I discovered the the anchor.fm app yeah and uh I was like oh my god this is so much easier because I had a podcast launched in 2012 where we used uh, I think we used Hangouts uh, meeting on on the computer. And that was it was the three people show, uh, my co-host for my cousins. And then it was really interesting because we would launch this online, essentially a Zoom meeting that would broadcast on YouTube. Of course, we didn't have any people watching on YouTube, but we just talked. And we took the audio format and made that as the episode you know, podcast episode. Sure. So that was that was my first uh, podcast back in 2012. And it was very cumbersome. Yeah. But now it's so much easier. So tell us a little bit about your know, podcast.co and how can somebody get started uh using your um
1: uh, service? Sure. I mean podcast.co makes it super simple to set up a podcast. If you've got your episode recorded, it's just a case of just dragging and dropping it uploads. We handle a submission to all the major directories. So we'll submit it to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and many others on your behalf. Mm-hmm. Um we've got lots of value-added cool tools like you can create video from your podcast. You can also transcribe it using AI into text, which is great for repurposing. You know, you can take quotes out for social media, turning it into a blog post. Um, so check out podcast.co, that's the the website. And as I mentioned before, if you're interested in getting booked as a guest um, and and growing your personal brand, matchmaker.fm is the one.
0: Fantastic. So we've got podcast.co that'll help you get started with your podcast. Mm -hmm. And if you want to bring guests on or be a guest, and I think one thing that you you mentioned, you know, if you want to get started and you want to be testing the waters. And like you said, you know, you, you talk to somebody and they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to start a podcast. But then, you know, weeks later, they're still figuring out what hardware they need to buy. You know, they're still doing all the analysis paralysis. Yeah. But I think it's, <laughs> yeah. it's really good to jump on and say, hey, I want to be a guest on the podcast. I have an yeah. experience. I have an expertise that I can talk about. And, you know, test those waters. That's, that's a really excellent point. Cool. Now, what's interesting is I didn't do that. I was like, you know, I'm just going to start recording. And I took it from Gary v, Gary Vaynerchuk. He's like, if you want to create anything, just get started. And don't think about what you're going to talk about. Just think about the journey that you're taking. So document the process. So I started documenting my beekeeping process, my yeah. beekeeping hobby. And that became my first season. So I'm mm-hmm. talking about beekeeping, how you, you know, uh, how do you set up your hives? How do you set up your frames? The bee biology, everything be beekeeping related. And people were like, What, wait, you're a beekeeper? You're the <laughs> first beekeeper I've ever talked to before. <laughs> so that was that was really an exciting journey. Again, it's important to get started. And podcast.co has got your back covered because Submitting and setting up stuff on different platforms can be another huge friction point, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Especially the uh, the cumbersome process of you know setting up on Google Podcast. I still don't know how to set it up on Google Podcasts and episode, uh, you know, my own podcast. If I wanted to start from scratch, I mean using anchor.fm, you know, using you're using the similar process of syndicating the podcast to the different other platforms but of course you also have experience from the radio the radio network and working with uh, different software and you know building stuff up on top of that so that's really awesome All right at this point in the podcast I'd like to ask some questions to my guest are you All ready right. I hope right. so Okay So What is the one hobby that you wish you got into?
1: I used to do woodworking uh, when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. I used to like making furniture and building stuff, and uh, not done any now for years, but that's kind of like one of the things I want to go back to at some point in my life. Yeah,
0: nice. I love woodworking as well. And when I got into beekeeping and then when I first got my first hive, they're like, all right, you have to assemble all of these pieces together. And so I had a passion for that. I was like, all right, let me you know, put this on down. So woodworking is one of my top ones. In fact, I follow a lot of Instagram folks and on TikTok, different woodworkers and how they make, you know, how they're either refreshing you know, furniture or putting things together. It's really fascinating to watch. Next question, what did you want to be when you were a child?
1: That's a good question. I don't really remember to be honest. I used to love um when we were doing school productions, you know like theater shows I used to doing i love the uh, backstage stuff, so like lighting and sound so again, it probably kind of links into the d j thing yeah uh, but yeah, I've always kind of had a fascination with technology electronics that sort of thing so you you're almost saying that you
0: are doing what you wanted to do as a child
1: I guess so i you know in a weird different way it's probably not exactly I was a kid in the nineties so you know, the internet was sort of in its infancy. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't look at tech, you know, kids growing up now will look at like Mark Zuckerberg or whatever, Jeff Bezos. You know, I, I didn't look up, up to like people like that and think, oh, look, they're tech entrepreneurs. That's where I want to go. But yeah, yeah I always had an interest in, you know, the behind the scenes stuff and figuring out how things work. So I guess it's kind of in a sense that's that's really what I've ended up doing. Yeah.
0: Nice. That's, uh, that's really cool. Yeah. All right.
1: Next up.
0: What is your favorite movie or TV show?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I, you know, I don't have a, I can't say, I can't just give you one answer there. Uh, mm. So, uh, pass, I guess. I'm just trying to think the last film I watched, it was uh, Richard Jewell, which was pretty good.
0: Was All right. Richard I'm, Jewell
1: or Robert Jewell? I'm Robert, I, I, I have to say, I don't know
0: that movie. <laughs> would you would you uh pick a book if you were if you had a choice to pick your favorite book
1: uh two business books i i read when i was kind of young were rich dad poor dad and Four Mm. Hour work week i thought they were both really inspirational and um you know they they were pretty cool
0: yeah rich dad poor dad was a really um good one for me it it changed the mindset for me
1: yeah same i think it's and i was like holy smokes what
0: really (laughs) that's yeah that's what the world is made of so that that must have been a really good milestone for yourself right to be reading that book and then getting into creating something that you love to do yeah and then watching it prosper
1: nice totally yeah and also we know the one thing i learned from richard pulled is just a bit about investing as well you know i've got a few properties that i've invested in now and uh you know various other investments so that's kind of the the main thing i
0: learned from that nice nice i like it All right, this next question is also movie-related. So I'm sure you've seen a ton of movie over the past few decades. (laughs) Okay, yeah. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it?
1: Oh, I don't know. Probably like one of these goofy movies from the Mm mid-2000s. You know, like when I was like a teenager and used to watch like American Pie and stuff. That was probably like, I don't know, one of those characters would would be fun to play, I think.
0: That's a good one. So we'll put down American Pie. Yeah. The
1: movie you want to play, character. In it. I don't know which character, but just someone in one of someone those Someone in there. Okay. Yeah. Or actually, uh, there's another one called Kevin and Perry Go Large, uh, which I which is fun. So, yeah, one of those kind of like cheesy, from the like, early 2000s, the mid-2000s, mm-hmm. something like around there. All right, man. You're giving us a lot
0: of... Uh... Shaky answers, but we'll take them for the time <laughs> being. Let's we'll, we'll we'll leave it to the audience and you know to go bug you and ask you. Hey, no, really,
1: what character an
0: American Pie would you want to be?
1: I can't remember the cat. Well, the only character I remember is the the main guy, which was Adam Sandler. Yeah. nobody else. It, like, yeah,
0: exactly. And then a, a
1: Stifler, and uh, but I don't know that. <laughs> so, so I don't know one of those characters. Whatever. They, they just think it was a it's a good fun film.
0: Awesome. All right next question this is one of my favorite ones who is your favorite superhero and that's mainly because i love superheroes and you can see back here
1: <laughs> yeah I, I don't like superheroes uh all right if you don't like superheroes which I, I, is totally you know, fine. I've, I've been compared to clark kent before so we'll go with we'll go with um, clark kent all right mr clark kent
0: the the next the question that's really you know kind of like uh in the same way, as you know, what would you be? What would be your superhero power?
1: Oh, that's a tough one, isn't it? Be invisible or fly, the or go fly. back in time. I don't know. There's, there's two. There's, there's two. to how about go back in time? There we go.
0: <laughs> awesome. Go back in time. Yeah. All right. Last question. If you were a board game, what uh-huh. would it be? Monopoly. Oh. Man, I've been getting a lot of monopolies. I need to <laughs> steer my game up. <laughs> Thank you for, thanks so much, James, for answering those questions as best as you could, even though you had no, no idea these questions
1: were coming at you. I, I, I'm always rubbish at these kind of questions anyway. I, I don't have like real um, sort of fascinations or recessions with one film. Do you know why that is? Generalist rather than specialist. You know no
0: you're you are a specialist my friend you just don't <laughs> see that because you're so deep into your own you know podcast.co and you know growing Radio, radio.co Co. Yeah. and matchmaker so what happens is you know you're focused on these properties these are your three children that you can that you you're, you're focusing on and i know that because i have three kids yeah and if i didn't have any hobbies i'd go <laughs> I'm not going to say it but they are amazing and you know they they take they take up your time so and then you don't have time for hobbies because i haven't biked like well cycling is one of my hobbies and i haven't biked in 2 years oh wow because i had a brand new 3 year old uh yeah. brand new third baby um so yeah it's it's really fascinating getting to know you a little bit um you know how you started at different companies your little background on the amazing companies you were able to, you know, form and the partnerships that you, cause that takes, you know, you learn so much from those partnerships and those experiences mm. that you've done. able yeah. be able to, you know, bring it all together and create your own amazing company. So James, where can my audience find
1: you? Sure. So um, check out the sites, podcast.co matchmaker.fm radio.co. If you want to connect with me on social media, uh, there's a page if you go to James M. That's M for Mike. Mm. Jamesm.com/connect. Uh, that's all links to my different social profiles on there. I'm always creating lots of content as well about how to start podcasts, stuff to do with radio, and a bit of business advice as well. Very
0: awesome! Thank you so much for sharing. We will
1: be sure to drop in the
0: links and the show notes. All right, to get to connected to get connected with you. Thanks so much for your time. Have an amazing great
1: conversation. Thanks very much for having me.
0: Yes, it it was uh, certainly a great conversation, especially when we started talking. And I thought I had hit record, but I (laughs) hit mute button. And I'm like going on. I'm like I'm I'm not getting any response from James. What is going on? I look at the screen. I press the mute button, and I didn't even pay attention about the recording, because it's so early in the morning. And
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know that's my fault. It's been crazy.
0: Yeah, time, time differences. You know, what's funny is that I've spoken to a lot of people over the pond, but I haven't, I have still haven't had a chance to speak to somebody in Australia because that time difference is even more crazier. There, there's a, f- a few uh, entrepreneurs uh, and uh, influencers that I follow uh, in, in Australia, and I've been trying mm-hmm. to get them, get them on my podcast, and the time difference is just what clearly kills me.
1: Yeah, but you just need to stay up really late. Or I know, right? <laughs> wake up in the middle of the night and just recall one. I actually, I had a, I was chatting to an Australian guy a couple uh-huh. of weeks ago. So yeah,
0: nice. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and sharing your journey. This was a lot of fun.